Good morning. We will be starting momentarily. We're not quite there yet. Well, just a couple of more seconds. Okay. Okay. Hey, Robin or Maceo. Oh, they're all gone. Well, I have to presume that. Hey, Maceo. Yeah. So can you see the first slide with the picture of Perry in it? No, I see the healing slide. Okay. Perry must have gotten knocked out somehow. <clears throat> well, he's still spotlit. Robin? Robin says on Facebook, I see Perry and Sly. Oh, Perry and Sly. Yes, he is spotlit here. Okay. All right. I'm starting it. We're going live. Okay. Let's go. Good morning. We will be starting our service momentarily. Uh, in the meantime, please say hello in the chat and uh, to make sure that everybody gets to see it, uh, make sure that your setting is to all panelists and attendees. Looking forward to having you joining us this morning. Good morning, Brian and Leanne and Emily. Good morning, Christine, Elizabeth. Glad to have you with us. Donna, hello, Adam, good morning. And the Briscoe Lighthouse family is with us. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Sorry, couldn't help myself. See, we're up to 32 participants so far, but I'm sure we'll be going higher. Good morning, Mark and Katrina, Jeff from the wilds of Northern Maryland. Ooh, yes, it is a very different stone soup without Jeff Mehal in the kitchen, but we will make the best of it. Good morning, Bill. Uh, remember again, <clears throat> if you want everybody to know that you're here, set your um, chat setting to all panelists and attendees. Good morning, Josh. Michael, welcome. Good morning. Aha, yes, some of our stone soup players. Good morning, Dakin family. Morning, Shirley. Hi. Alfred, hello. Judy, we understand that sometimes must one must just burst into flames, yes, <laughs> or song, whichever the case may be. Well, um, I think we should get started. 
Ah, new member, Michael. Well, that's exciting. Yay. Good morning, Abby. Um, so let's get started. And <clears throat> again, you're welcome to continue adding your uh, good mornings and hellos in the chat. Um, and if you haven't already done so and you want to get a candle for candle lighting later, uh, now's a good time to do that as well as to gather anything else that you want to have with you to be comfortable for our time together. Um, <clears throat> good morning, my name is Perry Bider. Excuse me, <clears throat> little tickle in my throat. Let's do something about that. <clears throat> Great. And my pronouns are he, him, his. I am today's officiant. Today's celebration of Stone Soup asks us to consider what we have to share. That begins with honoring the gifts we already have. In that spirit, I offer these opening words adapted from Rabbi Yael Levy. It is sometimes challenging to acknowledge our own gifts and blessings. As we prepare to light our candle this morning, we remind ourselves the world needs our light. The world is made whole as we each offer what is ours to give. Let's take a moment to think about some of the gifts we offer and set an intention that as the candle burns, its flame clears away anything that is in the way of our light shining through. Throughout the season ahead, we will seek ways to share our gifts and blessings with each other. We take note of what we love to do, what we do well, what comes forth from us with ease, and we honor these gifts, reminding ourselves that what comes easy to us is a blessing that is ours to share. During this season, we watch for opportunities to reach out and offer our gifts to one another. We also set an intention to receive each other's gifts and offerings with appreciation. And speaking of others' gifts and offerings, it's now time for our opening music. This is interim music coordinator Leah Morris singing Room at the Table by Carrie Newcomer. This is a song by Carrie Newcomer. living on the margins there is a room at the table for everyone this is where it all begins this is how we gather in there is a room at the table for everyone too long we have wandered burdened and undone but there is a room at the table for everyone let us sing the new world in this is how it all begins there is a room at the table for everyone there is room for us all and no gift is too small there is room at the table for everyone if 
we share. Come on, pull up a chair. There is room at the table for everyone. So no matter who you are, and no matter where you're from, there is a room at the table for everyone. Here and now we can be the beloved community. There is a room at the table for everyone. There is room for us all, and no gift is too small. There is room at the table for everyone. There's enough when we share. Come on, pull up your chair. To those living on the margins, there is room at the table for everyone. There is room at the table for everyone. There is room at the table for everyone. Thank you, Leah. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society online. Even as we gather in new ways, it's good to be together. Visitors from near and far, we especially welcome you. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, at M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form. Maceo will put that link in the chat. And we hope you join us after the platform service in our Zoom coffee hour for a chance to say hello. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat, this is a good time to minimize it on your screen maybe something at the top of the chat window or the chat icon at the bottom of your screen. And if nothing else works, you can always just put a post-it over that part of your screen to block it out. Each week, we recall our statement of purpose so that we might be reminded of our shared values. If you are interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc read SOP. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. 
This is the time now for those of you who have a candle at home to light it, and I invite everyone to join me in re reading the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Today's platform is inspired by the story of Stone Soup. This year, we have the pleasure of hearing the story told by members of the middle school Sikh group, assisted by their families. There was once a comfortable little village nestled in the mountains. The people who lived there had more than enough to keep themselves content. One day, two travelers came along. Their coats were tattered, their hats were torn, their dusty shoes had holes in their soles. Hungry and tired, one traveler said to the other, Surely someone here can spare a little bit of food. They knocked boldly on a door. It creaked open and a woman asked, What do you want? Please, said one of the travelers. We are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? The woman squinted her eyes and replied, No! She quickly slammed the door shut. The travelers walked a little far farther down the road and knocked on another door. A young child answered, Good day. What do you want? said one of the travelers. We are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? The boy replied, There is no food here. And closed the door. The travelers wandered warily through the village, knocking on every door. But everywhere they heard, I don't care. I won't share. There is no food. They sat to rest beside a wall. One traveler sighed and clutched his empty belly. He said, If there really is no food in this elegant little village, then the people who live here are in greater need than we are. We should make them a magical soup. The two travelers climbed up on the edge of the wall and shouted, we are master cooks. If anyone in this town has a big black pot, we will make the most delicious soup anyone has ever tasted. A door slowly opened. A round man emerged carrying a gigantic black pot. I love to eat, he said. Here's a pot. Let's see what two master cooks can do with it. Watch and see, said one traveler with glee. The travelers filled the pot with cold water and built a fire. Soon the flames licked the sides of the pot and billows of steam rose into the air. Curious people began to gather. What is happening? The townspeople asked. We are making an unusual soup, said one of the travelers. It requires a special magical ingredient. I am certain we will find it in this town. All eyes in the crowd watched as one of the travelers reached down and picked up an ordinary stone. He tossed it in the pot with a splash. We're making stone soup, he said. It will be nutritious, delicious, 
incredible and edible. But if it tastes better, he paused and sighed. If only we had a carrot. Where would we find a carrot in this town? The other traveler asked. We knocked on every door and everywhere we went. I don't care. I won't share. There is no food. Then perhaps we can make a delicious soup after all, they both announced with a sad shrug of their shoulders and began to turn away. A child timidly raised her hand and said, Wait! I might have a small carrot. Excellent, said the travelers. Bring what you got. Put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. This magical soup would taste even better if we had a potato, they added. A deep voice in the back of the crowd called out, I have a potato. Wonderful, shouted the travelers. Bring what you got, put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Our soup would taste better still if we had just a few more ingredients, said the travelers. Perhaps, said one villager. I could bring a green bean. Well, said another. If you're bringing a green bean, I will bring a kernel of corn. I will not be outdone, cried another. I'll bring an egg noodle. Ooh. One by one, voices announced. I will bring a slice of celery. I'll bring a pinch of pepper. Mm. I'll bring a sprig of parsley. I might have a tiny turnip. Well, why are you waiting? <laughs> Cried the travelers. Bring what you've got, put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Everyone in the town ran home to bring one small thing to put in the pot. Food flew through the air and landed with splashes in the growing soup. Soon the huge pot was full and simmering. A wonderful smell drifted through the air. The smell was so tempting, people brought out bowls, spoons, chairs, and tables. They placed hearty loaves of bread, chunks of cheese, and bowls of fruit on the tablecloths. Everyone came to taste the soup and marveled at the flavor. It's amazing, said one woman. These two travelers made such delicious soup out of just a stone. Out of a stone, said the travelers with a grin. And one magical ingredient, sharing. As the travelers left the town, they said, If anyone ever wants to make this soup again, just remember the recipe. Bring what you've got, put it in the pot. Every bit counts from the largest to the least. Together, we can celebrate a stone soup feast. The, the end. end. Well, that was terrific. Thank you so much, Theo, Jolie, Serge, and all the family members who helped tell the story and their hats. Now that we're on the same literary page, let's begin a time of centering. Each week, We ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. 
Today, I am particularly mindful of people facing ethical challenges, including elected officials struggling to do what they know is the right thing rather than the expedient thing. People struggling with obligations to family and work and still trying to <clears throat> maintain public health. People struggling with the problematic origins of the Thanksgiving holiday. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. Today's meditation embraces both grieving and gratitude. Begin by taking a few comfortably deep breaths. If you like, you can close your eyes or soften your gaze. Spend a moment acknowledging the losses you have experienced since our last stone soup. Who are the people you have lost? What are the experiences you have missed and disappointments and challenges you have weathered? For what and for whom do you grieve? Now let's move on to the remaining or new things you're thankful for. Who are the people in your life who bring you support or joy? Who has joined your family by birth or adoption or partnership or choice? What good things have you experienced in the last year? This holiday of myths and stories of covered over hurts and creative efforts for healing can be complex. Let's take a moment to simply be present. We continue our meditation in silence.
Just as you are without changing a thing. Just as you are, I accept you. I see you, I hear you, I welcome you in. Just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are without changing a thing. Just as you are, I accept you. I see you, I hear you, I welcome you in. Just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are without changing a thing. Just as you are. Just as you are. I accept. Just as you are. I see you. I hear you. I welcome you in. Just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are without changing a thing. Just as you are. Just as you are. I accept. Just as you are. I see you. I hear you. I welcome you in. Just as you are. Just as you are. I'm not sure those town people, townspeople were being selfish in the stone soup story. You've just heard how it goes when the travelers come into the village and ask for ingredients to make food. Everyone said they had nothing. The travelers begin boiling a pot of water with a stone in it and they said, oh, I wish I had a little salt, a little celery, a little carrot. And someone came forward shyly with a tiny bit tucked away in a pocket. Then they wondered out loud if they could come up with a few more vegetables and another person had some of those. Someone else had a few spoonfuls of rice and so on until a glorious soup was made. We're taught that this tale is about tricking a meal out of selfish people, but I don't really think that's what happened. I mean, if someone asked me if I had a meal to share with them, and I only had half a teaspoon of salt or a few old vegetables that are always at the back of my fridge, I would say I couldn't help. I wouldn't be lying when I said I had nothing to give. I'd just be wrong. When we say that there's nothing we can do, we're not lying. That phone call we might make, that $5 we might donate, that quick email of encouragement we might send, these things feel so small that we think that they're the same thing as having nothing to offer. The stone soup story isn't about selfish people. It's about people who thought they were powerless. It's about people learning that they had something to offer that would feed themselves and each other. May I gather the bravery to step forward and offer whatever I have. May I grow into the wisdom to see myself as part of something greater. 
and may I have the compassion to see and draw out the gifts that are found in every person. Thank you so much, Perry. Good morning, I'm Lynn Cox. I'm the interim leader here at the Washington Ethical Society. You can use they, them, or she, her pronouns for me. It's good to be together. In the story of Stone Soup, we learn that we are more powerful and resilient together than we are alone. And that however small we think our gifts are, they are beautiful and necessary ingredients in the larger whole. Liz James makes a good point that we often miss opportunities because we haven't noticed the beauty of our own gifts. It is also true that sometimes we hold back out of a feeling of scarcity or because we're not sure what else will be asked of us once we open up. We can tell by how many different versions of this folktale are in existence that the legend of stone soup is rich with meaning. Just like a soup with many ingredients, a tale with many tellers has subtle notes and surprising flavors that we can keep discovering year after year. Today, I'd like to talk about appreciation and abundance. Felix Adler knew that recognizing human worth is part of the project of moral uplift. He said, may the humanity that is within every human being be held precious. The vice that underlies all vices is that we are held cheap by others and far worse that in our innermost soul, we think cheaply of ourselves. And so Adler exhorts us to appreciate each other and ourselves. The Washington Ethical Society Community Relations Pact includes a commitment to express gratitude readily and accept appreciation graciously. I've loved that, so I'm gonna tell you again. Express gratitude readily and accept appreciation graciously. So you already know that appreciating one another and the staff is an act that lifts everyone up and helps us to bring out the best in each other by reinforcing what is joyful and beautiful and supportive of our shared mission. In a community as large as Wes, especially when we're mainly a virtual community, it can be hard to figure out how to participate, how to be part of the interactions and responses that help shape this poetry in motion. Positive feedback is an extremely effective way to do that. Appreciation increases energy and resilience. You know that, you voted on it. What might be less obvious is the part about accepting appreciation graciously. When someone offers positive feedback or even a simple greeting, take a moment and allow yourself to be known. We can't always see each other face to face. And even when we're on video, it's tricky to figure out eye contact an email, a chat message, an emoji, these small acts of kindness are worth noticing and celebrating. And when messages go out to the whole community, it may not feel personal, but the appreciation expressed for your dedication, your care, your simply being, those sentiments are sincere. Thank you for being part of Wes. 
and yes, I mean you. Even less obvious is appreciating yourself. Please know that you are a precious creature of worth. Even before we get into what different people bring to this community or to the world, you don't have to earn your designation as a human being. I think it's easier to be part of something larger than ourselves when we start with the knowledge that we reach out from a place of inherent worth. We've just been through Transgender Day of Remembrance. And I am reminded all over again that there are beloveds who don't know that they are valued, who are shown by state-sanctioned violence and discrimination that they don't matter, and the results are deadly. We have to do better at protecting our most marginalized beloveds, particularly trans women of color. And we have to do better at building a world where every person knows that they are beautiful, valued, and loved. Here at West, we do our best to create a community where every person can be their whole selves with all of who they are in terms of culture, race, gender, family shape, language, ability, and everything that makes us us. People do not have to contribute to have inherent worth. And it's still lovely to notice when people do offer gifts to the community. It is not mutually exclusive to appreciate people for simply being and to appreciate the time, talent, creativity, and resources that someone has intentionally made available to benefit others. In some retellings of Stone Soup, people bring things to the table that are unusual, things their neighbors would not have thought to add to soup. Maybe it's some tart fruit that ends up adding tantalizing acidity to the soup or something briny like capers that gives a surprise spark of salt or some chickpeas to add body to the broth. Sometimes, but not often, stone soup retellings take place in a community where different families have different food traditions and the resulting fusion creates a soup that is entirely a new culinary snapshot of that community in that time and place. Each person's presence makes a difference. Appreciation of others requires a certain amount of humility, recognizing that none of us can do and be all of the things that our communities need at the same time. We are each of us always learning and there are things we have not experienced and do not know. Humility, however, does not necessarily mean self-deprecation. We can know that we are people of worth and that the things that we are in the process of learning are valuable talents to offer while still admiring and appreciating others. You being your whole self, making mistakes so that you can keep learning and drawing out your best talents, combines with your neighbor being their whole selves and being allowed to learn and grow their talents until we have a learning and growing community where works in progress are appreciated and encouraged. Felix Adler spoke about how ethics is a cooperative endeavor that we need each other in our uniqueness. He said, people may be said to resemble not the bricks of which a house is built, but pieces of a picture puzzle, each differing in shape, 
but matching the rest and thus bringing out the picture. So let's go on appreciating the unique shapes of our neighbors and the bit of the puzzle that we each bring. Remembering that this puzzle is a living thing with constantly shifting pictures and shapes. Let's find ways to affirm the shapes and pictures and flavors that are present in each fleeting moment. Another value that stone soup reminds us of is abundance. In a scarcity mentality, we anticipate dividing up the resources that are apparently before us with the expectation that it will not be enough. In an abundance mentality, we imagine what could be and we open our minds to the possibility that there may be resources we have not yet noticed. In an abundance framework, we use our time and our resources creatively. We find new applications for the items and knowledge available among us. And we remember what we are here to do. Something I wonder about the village in the Stone Soup story is about their purpose for being a village. Why are their homes gathered together? Is it for convenience? Safety in numbers? Is it because political forces have pushed them together? Have they gathered to share a resource like fresh water or good soil? Are they in that area as stewards, caring for a sacred place? It is possible that part of the reason the villagers have stopped valuing their gifts and channeling them together is because they don't know what their shared purpose might be. The stone soup experience suggests that whatever brought them together originally, the villagers might find new purpose as a result of this shift in perspective. Having a why can unleash creativity and energy and unity. As the soup begins to cook, the villagers find a temporary purpose in curiosity. That is enough of a goal to help them to see their individual carrots and solitary noodles with new eyes. It is enough of a purpose to inspire action. Abundance coupled with purpose helps us to overcome feelings of helplessness or despair. The people of the village didn't seem happy at the beginning or very active. Maybe hunger had made it more difficult to think or maybe fear of scarcity was driving them apart. Coming together for a common goal reminds us that even when we are individually limited, collectively we have power. As we retell stone soup in these socially distant times, it is natural to long for the days when we can again safely gather in person. In a moment, we'll see a video montage that includes photos of past celebrations. It is okay to be both happy about the memories and also sad that we can't celebrate the same way today. And let's also appreciate the gifts that we have now and those we have discovered as we have been forced to come up with new solutions. Wes is more accessible than ever to those who live at a distance or who have trouble with mobility. There are people who have never before been able to take part in a vibrant humanistic congregation and who now are just as much a part of the platform experience as someone who lives in Shepherd Park. 
let's not lose our renewed purpose of inclusivity as we reimagine a post-COVID future. Given the challenges of planning a virtual stone soup, I wonder if one of the reasons the villagers fell into scarcity, into that mentality, is because the world changed around them and they weren't sure how to adapt. They would have needed a new source of motivation when they couldn't keep doing things the way they had always been done. They would have needed a new way to apply the talents they had developed under an old paradigm. They would have needed a way to encourage each other to try new things for this new world, to learn and grow imperfectly with appreciation and acceptance. Our experience of the last eight months tells us that none of that is easy. I know many of us are tired. Some of us have had economic and health challenges that need not have affected us as deeply in a society with a stronger safety net. Learning how to navigate a new world, even a temporary world when we don't know how long it will last, is exhausting. Yet here we are seeking ways to practice abundance. You sent pictures of food and stones. You sent recipes, over 30 last I heard, which will be emailed to members in a PDF recipe book later today. Some of our middle school families offered their talent for that story. And wasn't that so great? I had no idea our middle schoolers and their families were so talented. So I just wanna say again to Theo and Jolie and James and Cersei and their families, thank you so much. So much talent and creativity and yesness that you have offered as a community. So maybe there are days when you can't focus on creating something, but you can begin by appreciating someone. And that makes room for abundance too. This community collectively has resources and skills and curiosity and creativity that can carry you into the future. There is abundance here, ready to be coupled with purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a precious and valuable community comprised of beloved people. You are worthy, just as you are. If you have gifts that you want to share, skills that you want to develop, a heart for caring, Wes and this world will be made better by your generosity of spirit. We make room by appreciating each other as well as honoring our own gifts. We make way for the future with abundance and purpose. May it be so. After some music, we'll have community sharing time when you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help to spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation. It's like a writing prompt, you can use it or not. And today's framing question is, what are your gifts? What spark of energy, talent, or resource do you have? Maybe it seems minor or common, or maybe you don't know how to share it. Small vegetables turn into abundant soup in the alchemy of community. As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, we'll enjoy a photo montage. Some of you responded to the call to send in photos of your family preparing food, 
photos of your family being helpful or kind, or photos of interesting stones. We also have photos of past stone soup celebrations. Leah Morris put these together and set them to music, and so here is your visual stone soup, brought together by your past and recent gifts of time and beauty. Far and near we travel home, blessed that we are able. Grateful for this sheltered place with light in every window, saying, Welcome, welcome, share this feast. Come in away. a gift of loving kindness. Grateful for what's understood and all that is forgiven. We try so hard just to be good. Just beautiful. All right, now is our community sharing where we can throw another kind of vegetable into the pot. Um, again, the theme question or prompt question that Lynn offered us was, what are your gifts? I will try to read as many of the comments in the chat as I can. And uh, let's see what we have here so far. Carol says, love the old stone soup pictures. Couldn't agree more. And Dara is giving it five hearts. Peter says, um, oh, he's talking about the chat routine. Um, <clears throat> save that for, uh, oh, that's just for the panelists. OK. Um, Naomi says, I love the message of today's platform, especially the connection between common purpose and shared love. 
Judy Ohm, that brought me to tears. I, and Trang says, I also was moved to tears and my eyes got pretty misty too. I don't, I will uh, third that. Um, anybody else want to share some of their own gifts? Give you another moment to get your typing fingers moving. Josh Blender, people at West have come together so much during this pandemic time. That for me is giving. Judy Ohm contributes her laugh, yes. Uh, Jeff Mihal, I found myself getting very emotional looking at pictures of past stone soup celebrations. I always thought that my doing this was for my benefit more than the community. Now I realize that it's the other way around. It's one of those mutual things, Jeff, where um, elicit the best in each other and thereby in ourselves. Joe says, I love thinking about the pact. One of my gifts is clearly explaining things I understand. That's a wonderful gift. Mark Mayer, wow, nice photos and amazing platform. Thanks, I needed this. Would like to listen to Lynn again. Well, you can listen to Lynn again next Sunday, or you can watch this particular platform again, if that was what you meant, Mark. Um, Karen says, I'm very mindful of the opportunity for reflection and renewed common purpose that this interim period brings us at West, and gratitude that Lynn is sharing her gifts with us to guide us on our way. <laughs> um, Peter Bishop, I'm a student of religious humanism. As a philosopher, I realize that I'm a humanist philosopher, a philosopher of religion. It has been wonderful being here at West, which in my opinion is leading in religious humanism. Katrina says, I've been doing Thanksgiving solo for the past six years. Awesome, by the way, other people are exhausting. So this year's no different for me. Just everyone else is doing Thanksgiving like me now. Interesting how things happen. I guess I can just advise that if someone is having a hard time not doing holidays with people, well, it's different for everyone, but I'm sure you can make it work. Just do something you enjoy. Thank you for that suggestion, Katrina. Abby says, I found similarly to Lynn's call, that similarly to Lynn's call to accept appreciation, accepting generosity is a way to build community bonds. It's something I've been working on for years. Wayne and John, you say, Lynn, thank you for the many perspectives you offered on our ritual stone soup rite. Elizabeth, it always feels arrogant to list our gifts, but it but is only by willing to share our gifts that we can share our gifts. Can't argue with that. All right, well, thank you everyone for your contributions to the chat. We do indeed have a rich stone soup of thoughts today. Um, and we have a special treat. Josh Blinder has been preparing video presentations as part of the Connect campaign to increase our unrestricted operating budget. He has interviewed members and brought together photos and videos to celebrate what Wes has been able to accomplish in maintaining our connections with each other. There's still some tweaks to be done with this video before we post it on our website, but the draft was too good not to share. So let us now watch Josh's draft video.
for me, you know, with my particular belief system and the kinds of language that I like to hear, Wes is really it. You know, the ethical culture movement is the place where I'm at home. I heard someplace that it's a terrible thing to waste a good crisis. And I think we have a crisis, I won't call it good, but it's an opportunity to move forward to a new normal that is working for us better than the old normal was. The pandemic has certainly changed West for me. Mostly, mostly it's okay. Having Zoom, there are more people coming on than show up at the regular platforms at the hall, you know, and you get that individualized recognition that you're present. Things have changed so much. And, and I see what Wes has done has been very good about flexibility. People are so resilient. You know, whether or not we're doing it outside with our masks, socially distanced, or we're doing it on Zoom or whatever, people are wanting to connect and they do. They say you don't realize how much you miss something until it's gone. Humans are social animals. And I feel like people need that togetherness. I see that as a tremendous positive that people are longing to stay connected. They are maintaining that link. And I, I think that is I think that is the greatest thing. This is the ultimate making lemonade out of lemons situation. We have the chance to build something better to go back to square one and see, wait a minute, where do we not live up to our purpose and what can we do? That could keep us going for a while, but we have to come together and where we come together is holy ground. Wow. If that's the draft, I wonder what the final product will be. Anyway, thank you so much to Josh and to all who helped create that video for the Connect campaign to benefit Wes's unrestricted operating budget. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at Wes, half of the Sunday collection goes towards supporting the mission and activities of this congregation and half of the undesignated donations are shared with a program whose values resonate with our own ethical culture principles. Both are important, especially as Wes and all of our community partners are transforming to meet the needs and challenges of the current chapter of history. As we prepare for the collection, I would like to repeat our welcome to visitors. We invite you to be our guests today and ask them and ask you not to feel pressured by the collection. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, our partner is the Washington Interfaith Network, also known as WIN. Wes is a proud member of WIN, which is a broad-based, multiracial, multi-faith, strictly nonpartisan, district-wide citizens power organization. It's founded in 1986 and rooted in local congregations and associations. Wynn is committing, committed to training and developing neighborhood leaders, to addressing community issues, and to holding elected officials and corporate officials accountable in Washington, D.C. As you can see, we have a give by text option number on the screen. 
And you can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org. We will now receive your gifts and another gift of music. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. No one stands alone, we stand side by side. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle. Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Stone suit players from the Ewing, Duong, and Dakin families, interim music coordinator, Leah Morris, Maceo Thomas, our membership coordinator, Jen Watson, our slide maven extraordinaire, and Robin Kravitz, who provided communication support and will host our coffee hour. And of course, thank you to our tech host today, John Lika. And thanks to all who are leading and supporting our work in the week to come. At the conclusion of today's platform, please join us for virtual coffee hour. Once we're in the Zoom space for coffee hour, we'll divide into breakout groups for small group social chatting. To get to the coffee hour after closing words, this won't work before platform has ended, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour, one word. Next week, please join us again here at 10.30 a.m. Interim leader Lynn Cox will speak about origin stories. The stories we tell about the past, our past, affect the way we view the present and orient toward the future. This is true about the myth of Thanksgiving, stories we tell about Wes's and ethical culture's past, stories we tell about our individual journeys, and more. 
when we recognize the impact of origin stories, we can be intentional about how we tell them in the future and how they guide us to bring out our best. Congratulations to Linda Iazeri for her new position as teen coordinator. After working with Wes for many years as a Sunday childcare provider, Linda has moved to the teen coordinator position. We're very excited that Linda will be bringing her professional program development skills to Wes's youth programs. Please see the November 19th email or the announcement on Facebook to learn more about Linda. Middle school and high school youth are invited to a meeting with Linda at noon today. If you have a family member in that group and miss the email with the link, please email lindai at ethicalsociety.org to have it sent to you. The office will be closed Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving and Native American Heritage Day. Please stay safe and reconnect the following week. It's now time for a lightning round of the Giving Tree. Members received a link this week to sign up to donate to the Giving Tree benefiting a wider circle. You can find more information in this past Thursday's news and notes email or by contacting Genevieve McDowell Owen. Please ensure your donations are delivered by December 5th. We have opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually during the week, including support meetings and discussion groups. The TGIF check-in with Maceo on Friday at 5.30 is still on this week. You can find the details for that and all other events on our website calendar at ethicalsociety.org. Finally, thank you for being here with us. Let's enjoy together our closing song of the month, Where Do We Come From, recorded by Leah Morris and some of Wes's musicians and singers. Where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? Where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? Now I invite you to join me in our closing words. Let us go into the week ahead, seeking and offering healing for ourselves, each other, 
and our neighbors in our quest for a better world. Again, please join us for virtual coffee hour. You can find the link on the slide or in the chat. And if you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. Thanks so much for being here. We look forward to seeing many of you in the coffee hour and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we'll see you again here next week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>